0: City Podcast. Oh yeah, I am amped up today. I'm in a very... I'm sorry, no, I know you may not be in the best of moods right now. We'll get into that in a few. But my God, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Another edition of Keys to the City. I'm Trevor Keys alongside the big brother, Ted Keys, and the avid Jet and Met. I say that Met term very lightly because he is a Met fan. The... Nolan Rich from Rich Sports Talk. You can check him out on all social media platforms, as well as Keys to the City on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify. Check us out for more sports contents. But is it, it is a fantastic day? It is a fantastic Tuesday in the sports world, ladies and gentlemen. Ted, give me one sec. The New York Yankees start playoff baseball. Is officially the DS the DS series are
1: officially underway.
0: The Phillies up four one. On the Atlanta Braves, everybody's darling maybe could win another World Series repeat, but we'll see those Phillies, the darlings of the NL.
1: And then we got some NHL hockey tonight. The New York Rangers taking on the arch
0: rival, the Tampa Bay Lightning. I was going to say the race. I don't know why. I just, I'm so amped <laughs> up for tonight's game. And then you got the Vegas Golden Knights against LA Kings. Boy, oh boy. And then basketball's in a few weeks. Woo! My God, good old you're, not even, you're not even
2: doing the Golden Knights game, right, man? Come on, you know what time it is. It's,
0: no, I don't, I don't it's night time. I don't, I'm not gonna lie, I do love. They
1: they are legit. They, they are. I just want to go to
2: Vegas just to go to a Golden Knights game. I'm. Should, I mean, videos.
1: why
0: not? It'd be probably entertaining as hell. Go to the, the Vegas
1: Knights night. on one day. Go to the Raiders the next day
0: all well,
2: yeah, those Raiders
1: your... yeah if, hey, you're a Ra- if you're a Raiders fan uh, just don't, don't stand like... in
2: front of Devonte Adams just, so hey listen Jeff
1: yeah, exactly. I, I know we're gonna start with the Yankees quick question Nolan what was your uh, roller coaster ride like on Sunday so the Giants the Jets have a huge win on Sunday and then you wait for the eight o'clock thinking all oh, right here's my home run and they literally
0: they pulled a Carlos
1: Beltran uh, I mean I, I down I the middle the strikeout the I, I mean can is... you imagine that roller coaster ride though I'm
2: at, I look, it was. I guess the week before prepared me for this as well <laughs> with uh, the Jets winning and then losing in Atlanta. I mean, the best way to describe it. Is probably having like a great meal and then again probably the worst food poisoning of your (laughs) life a couple hours later. I mean that's basically the way I could look at it. But he used
0: used food too. Look, I I mean it. It
2: it was a frustrating day for Mets fans. I. I, It's going to be a long couple of months, but we'll we'll talk later. Like, look, I'm still look in the moment. I'm still pissed off and frustrated, but I do think that there is optimism for this team despite the free agency impending. And I think it all starts at the top. And I do think that there's a big reason why I think the Mets have a good future ahead of them. But we'll get to that later.
0: Yeah, let's get into this. Is it? I know there was a hell of a weekend in the NFL. Let's just go with the unexpected for every week of the NFL because we don't know what to ever expect this coming this every each and every week in the NFL season. But this is going to be as we are. We are avid New York fans. The all three of us. If Joseph McGuire was here too, all four of us are avid New York sports fans. So we're gonna dive in to New York. It's been refreshing, as specifically this season, because of how down. And the blue skies of the Big Apple have been just depressing, abysmal, in recent memory. But a huge game tonight as the ALDS, the New York Yankees, taking on the once Cleveland Indians. Now the Cleveland Guardians in a five-game series as the Cleveland Guardians. Shockingly beat, to me that was shocking, the Tampa Bay Rays in 15 innings. But that's what what pitching can do in the postseason. So, Ted, we look at how this Yankees team has been all year. Started off incredible, red hot. Looked like they were about to go break the all-time wins record and then had a cold, cold, I guess. A little hiccup, a little cold, you want to say it. Maybe they, the winter came in quick enough for them. But you look how this team has finished. They started playing hot. Aaron Judge breaks the all-time home run record, passing Roger Maris, 61. So, Ted, you see this series, the Cleveland Guardians, great pitching staff. Don't have th- This is not known for a home run hitting team. Other than the Detroit Tigers, the Cleveland Guardians were last in home runs this season. So, Ted, it's a very simple question, and then we'll get into Nolan on this. I know he's a Met fan. We'll get into them. The Yankees win this series if there are question marks surrounding this team, the lineup, the bullpen, the starting rotation. we got to see how it all goes into tact. But what is your biggest thing, takeaway, and the Yankees win this series if?
1: Did you just, a quick thing before I answer the question, you saw TJ, I believe, did not make the roster. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, he's battling still that toe injury.
1: So, No Rollins Chapman, too. So, for a team that had to buy and with all the expectation to win it, got some more negative than positive. But here's, I'm just reading something. So, this is, this is where it gets me, okay? So, the, this offense is the oldest average age in the majors, average 30.3 years. So, there's a lot of veterans. There's guys that have been here before. You said the Yankees win if – Aaron Judge carries carries him like he has all season.
0: Yeah, but what if they pitch around him like recently?
1: But here's the thing. It starts with the $324 million man. It starts with Garrett Cole, all right, who just led the A.O. with giving up 33 home runs this season and posted his highest ERA since 2017. And as we know, Trev, got bounced after two innings in against the Red Sox last year. So it starts with him. I was just, I was just at the thing. I was looking at the post, what the headline was. It says, Garrett can erase stench from 2022 finish and 21 playoffs flop starting tonight. It's says cold new ball game, right? He, it starts with him, bro. Like this is why you pay $324 million. This is why, you know, Aaron Judge is the MVP, like, these guys have to step up and they have to carry. like the Yankees should win. There's an expectation with the buy that you should win, right? Your, your pitcher rotation is set up. You're healthy. You should be ready to go. So don't tell the Phillies right now. They're up 4 one on the Braves right now in the third inning. So mm-hmm. we talked about that with football. Sometimes the buy is not a good thing, but listen, the key players have to contribute, bro. like they have to do what they've done all season or what they've done when they won 63 games in the first half of the season. Judges got to bring the power. Stanton's got to be clutch. You know what I mean? Guys got to get on base. They got to, Pitch well, deep. I mean, it's a the game is very simple. Move guys over, hit the home run ball, strike out, play good defense, and then bring in the solid bullpen and close the game out. It's a really – easy. You have the better team. You've had the Guardians number, I, and I. What the, this is the third time they played them, right, Trev? I think in the last couple of years. What was I just looking at? Said yeah, they played in 2017. They beat them. 17 the the that they're going to face this team. So tonight you got Garrett Cole going against Cal Control, who was 15 five with a 3.3 ERA. My thing is very simple. Use the crowd. Use the momentum. Jump on them early. Take advantage. It's a short series. I believe, personally, you have the better pitching staff. You have the better team. You have the MVP. Show up, bro. Like Everything starts at zero starting tonight at 730. It doesn't matter what you did in the regular season. I don't care how bad of a player were or how well you played this season. If you don't take care of business in the playoffs, yeah, you are going to win, and it's going to be another disappointing season because the expectation as a New York Yankee fan is World Series or bust. I know that's not real. especially
0: left. especially this year.
1: Well, you think this year more so than the past couple years? Yeah, I mean, the last couple years because got the time same, is
0: because time is ticking. That's the, that's the situation, Nolan. The time is ticking <laughs> for this team to win. We can't. We've been saying since 2017. And I say this. I feel like I'm on repeat every time. Every time of year. Around this is that we're talking about the same situation with the New York Yankees, 2017. Oh, here we go. The future looks, if you're a Yankee fan, looks bright as can be. And the,
1: and the pressure is also on Aaron Boone as Trev, as you and me have questioned some of his decisions in postseason play the last couple of years. This isn't. Listen, this has to be a team win every game. Garrett Cole's got to come out, pitch lights out. They got to jump on him, use the home run ball, dominate, use the crowd. That place is going to be rocking tonight, you yeah. know. And 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 do what you do best, man. Like win ball games.
0: Now, Noel, I know, I know you're not a Yankee fan. I get it. But you're a baseball fan, just like you're a football fan. So to you, when you see this matchup on paper, what do the Yankees have to do to win this series?
2: I mean, look, uh, this is there's two things I think are going to be a big factor in this series, and we already saw it in the first wildcard series. I mean, this is uncharted territory, not only for the Yankees, but for every major league team. And in some regards, this might be a detriment to this team because they've been sitting now – for a couple days and not playing baseball. And you wonder if that's going to hurt them coming in, especially early in a five-game series. Like, Could they maybe not be in full sync game one or game two and maybe get behind the eight ball? Because look at the wild-card series. Every series was won by the team that won the first game. It's it's proved how important that first game was in the wild-card series. And three or
1: four of them were the road teams.
2: Correct. And look, for the Yankees, I think on the field – I think they got enough pitching. I still like the bullpen despite the issues they've had. The biggest problem is this lineup because let's be honest, if it's not for Aaron Judge putting the Yankees on their their his back, what would this team be? And look, I, I know Yankee fans hated it in the regular season when teams didn't want to pitch to Aaron Judge, but if I'm a team tonight – I am not throwing anything that Judge can hit. Like, look, I'd rather, even if there's first base open and two guys on, I'd rather walk Judge because I, I make mean. the other Yankees beat you I, I in did. this lineup. Because, like, And I asked a good question to you guys before the show, and, and if I asked Yankee fans this question, after Aaron Judge, who are your next two most reliable bats that you trust in a big spot? And if one of them I is would- Giancarlo Stanton, look, Stanton has been – while inconsistent. Look, if Stan gets hot, but he's been that's great be... in the
0: postseason. The past two postseasons, he's the deli- he's been the only right. Yankee to deliver for that. Ball
2: he's been there. good in the postseason, and that's exciting. But we've also seen in his history, he is an incredible streaky hitter. Like he yep. can get the hottest of hot. But if he's on a cold streak to start this playoff, it's, yep. it's gonna hurt this team. So look, yep. it comes down to can they produce, and let's be honest too down the stretch it, they were able to separate it got a little bit easier they really weren't playing meaningful games the last like i know there was a lot around the judge and all the attention around judge mm-hmm. but has that also distracted from some of the other issues with this team had some of the inconsistencies that we've seen from this pitching staff and especially this lineup i mean yeah. look aaron judge just had arguably the greatest offensive season in history, I don't think anyone's going to want to pitch to him in this postseason. If a team's smart, they're not going to pitch to him. Make the rest of this Yankee lineup beat
0: you. I, I mean, agree, you talk- I agree you- with both of you guys. I, I Nolan, I agree with both of you guys. Ted, I agree with you as well. Garrett Cole, we paid you big bucks to be the true ace, like a Justin Verlander, like a Max Scherzer before this season, like a Jacob deGrom. We paid you guy, you, to win us ball games to win us a championship. It's time for you. To play your game. And, Nolan, and I 100% agree with you. Aaron Judge has been the reason why the New York Yankees are the division champs in the AL East and the reason why he should win an MVP unanimously. But you said it right. It's this offense. It's everybody else. Two through nine hitters. Giancarlo Stan has delivered for us the past two postseasons. Glaber Torres has been delivering us throughout the season. But he needs to continue. Donaldson, you need to get IKF. Oswaldo Cabrera. Parazzi, You have to get – even if Aaron I mean, Aaron Hicks is not on the lineup. I don't think he's not in this ALDS roster. But these guys have to come up for the New York Yankees to deliver. Aaron Judge, you cannot rely on number 99 to carry you to the championship. It's not going to work this way. Maybe in the regular season it works, but when you're playing the best of the best, it's a different animal, guys.
1: Well, Trev, here's the other thing. Every time they lose, they're one game closer from Aaron Judge maybe leaving forever. That, I mean, that's another – No, re- oh, I get it. I get it. I just don't wow. want to bring it up. Scott Efros needs Tommy John surgery. That was uh, – that, that was the bullpen. Scoring, yeah, man. the bullpen.
0: The bullpen is a big question mark coming in too. Without Chapman, without Britton, Efros, you have Rocky um, – DJ's
1: you know, not on the roster.
0: Yeah, DJ. This is a team that – Yes, I know it's Cleveland, but they're still a tough team. They're going to be a tough, t- a tough team out. But, Ted, you just brought up – Let's get over. We're, we're hoping that the New York Yankees play their game like they have the entire season. We expect great things. The question for 28 starts tonight. We will see at 737 how legit this New York team is because the pressure is on. There may not be any more greater pressure in any other team in baseball than the New York Yankees. That might be the one team that faces the greatest pressure coming into this postseason.
1: Cole did pitch well against them. We will see. Two two starts, he had 12 innings pitch, 1.42 ERA. with. Striking out 15. Judge only batted 225, 235, excuse me, in 22 plate appearances against the Guardians. So hey, listen, this we, Nolan, you've said this, stars have to step up big time when it when it comes to the playoffs. And then once in a while, you got to get that, you know, at least Visciano or someone, someone you don't think to come through in the clutch of that two out hit when it matters the most. Because that's what it comes down the two out hitting matters and- the most. Because and Trev, we've talked about this too. The Yankees. Always relying on that home run ball. What if it doesn't come?
0: Time will tell. Ted, you just brought it up. The stars have to show up in the postseason. Also, Aaron Judge, one game closer. If the Yankees lose a game tonight, is one game closer to possibly leaving the New York Yankees. One of the teams, Nolan, I love you, buddy. But we got to dive into the New York Mets. The heartbreak of the New York Mets as well. Because for a season for a team that had such a uplifting season and a team that you felt like, okay, it was something was I legit thought that there was something special brewing in New York for the baseball world, New York baseball fans, I should say, with the New York Yankees and the New York Mets. Well, the New York Yankees haven't played yet, so that is still a to be determined. The New York Mets, well, their season, as we already know, has shockingly, disappointingly, came to an end on Sunday night. And you just said it. The Stars needed to show up. The New York Mets Stars didn't show up. Jacob deGrom won game two, delivered like the ace is. Max Scherzer, Pete Alonso, Francisco Lindor, Nemo. Where were all these stars for the New York Mets that were carrying throughout this entire season? 101 win team, only having one hit on Sunday night baseball. I'm going to get right into you, my man, because you are a Mets fan. Biggest reasoning for the unexpected failed season.
2: I, I think you have to look at this as a two parts uh i think the biggest thing is this is a team that was built on pitching and let's be honest and two weekends in a row they lined up their three horses they lined up scherzer they lined up Degrom, and they lined up bassett and really they all they all crapped the bed and even Degrom in game two look he was good enough to win he gave you a quality start six innings two runs earned but it wasn't like it was vintage DeGrom like, dominating a start. So, you look, when this team is built on pitching, when Bassett makes those comments about like the pressure about pitching in New York and then goes out and lays two eggs in the Braves series and with Scherzer, like, that, to me, is the most frustrating thing. And I think it shows this team and the way baseball is now is, look, it's great to have great pitching and you need pitching depth, but you really need great lineups. And that goes back to the, the biggest reason for me – I put this on Billy Epler. I put this on the GM at the trade deadline because even at the time when the Mets made a couple of moves to add pieces to this roster, every Met fan was having relapses to last year where the Braves ended up catching the team last year. Now, it was a different circumstance and the Mets were not nearly as good as a team, Mm -hmm. but you just look at teams that were aggressive. The Padres were aggressive. And yes, Soda will get all the love and attention, but this is also a team that added Josh Bell at the deadline and was a really. And hater. Don't
0: forget for about Josh. And hater.
2: They That's added big pieces. And look, this to me is on Epler because as a GM, it's your job to improve the team, but it's your job to also evaluate your team compared to your biggest competition. And it almost feels negligent at this point that they felt that they were that much better. Better And in some ways, I hope this is a learning lesson for the Mets where they're trying to follow the Dodger model. And the Dodger model is it doesn't matter if they're the best team in baseball. They're still constantly trying to get better. Where the Mets at the deadline said we can add a few pieces and get better, but they didn't make that big move. Now, can you defend Epler a little bit the deadline because they expand postseason? There's more teams involved. There's less sellers at the deadline to an extent. But you also see the Braves bring up their young kids early in the season, like Francisco mm-hmm. Alvarez. Like mm-hmm. Mets fans were begging because the catching position and they, they waited getting, the last no week production. until, And look, Alvarez adds pop to their lineup. Outside of really Pete Alonzo and Francisco Lindor, they don't really have a lot of pop in this lineup. Even Marte's probably like a twenty home run guy. uh, McNeil, unbelievable batting champion, and it's good yep. to have a guy like that in your lineup, mm-hmm. but the way baseball is now the home run, such a big impact. Cause the scary thing is the Mets actually, even with the one hit performance, they matched the hits pretty much in the Braves and the Padres series. But the difference was the home run ball, the home run ball killed them in Atlanta and the home run ball killed them in the wild card. So for me, it's on this, this front, it's not on really the ownership because I do think that they improved their team in the off season, but not having the wherewithal at the deadline to see the Braves coming, to try to make this season run and look. I agree that they didn't give up their big prospects and it's best for the long-term future of this team. But outside of Brett Beatty and Francisco Alvarez, I thought all prospects should be looked into. I love Mark Vientos, but I thought he could be a trade asset. Ronnie Mauricio is another top 100 prospect, but he's a shortstop and you have Mm -hmm. McNeil and Lindor basically in front of him. So, look, I'm disappointed because the Mets clearly had needs in the moves that they made. vogelback was decent for a month, but Darren Ruff was an abject disaster. Uh, Mm -hmm. These bats that they were trying to bring in were bad. And they were trying to sell to this fan base that we have a good platoon at the DH position, and it failed. And it failed miserably. And, look, to me, it comes back to the deadline. People will say, well, the Mets fell apart in September. The Mets fell apart in Atlanta. The Mets fell apart against the Padres. But I chase this all the way back to July 31st because teams like the Padres hyper aggressive this yeah. year. Look at where it's gone them. And last all the year, teams with the teams that are in the
0: playoffs, all the teams that are pretty much in the playoffs mm-hmm. right now have were big buyers. Were, were went all in. The Padres, the Mariners, two of the oh, teams yeah. that you could just name. Yankees, they, well, Yankees did, But, but here is the thing, Ted. At the time, the Yankees really didn't need to, even though they did. Because they were just so okay, that so they were just that damn good at the time. But here's the, the thing: team like, hold on, hold on, like the Padres or the Mariners, two teams that were, especially the Mariners, just just finding any way they could because they were on that cusp
1: the past couple of years of making the playoffs. They had to go all in the Mets. But here's here's Mets the thing I know they were the so Mets, great. First of all, no one hit on no one hit on a bunch of key parts, and especially because he watches the Mets like we like I watch the Yankees day in and day out. Okay, Alvarez probably should have been called up sooner. Yeah, right? what the hell should have been called. Now I understand his defense is not fine too, but the man can hit swing the bat. Okay, and we know right. about that. That's why Gary Sanchez was on the Yankees for as long as he was because of what his bat could bring. All right, and we've argued about that, but he failed. But this kid is legit. He probably should have been brought up sooner. The rough deal, they should have just left Davis in there. He was a better fit right. for, the, for, for the New York Mets. The problem is the Mets needed a little bit more right-handed batting, but they did not want to give up any of their top five prospects. I was reading about it all the time. They also, like no one hit on before, they were following the Dodgers' motto. If you realize, as much as the Dodgers go after players, they their develop. farm system is still top five oh in baseball. God, you don't give up all your top prospects. Now, you could say, well, what they didn't want to give up Alvarez, they didn't want to give up this guy, because they didn't want to go big thing. Okay, but you have to live with that. This is something we've talked about with the Yankees. They didn't want to give up Barraza. they didn't want to give up Volpe. But if the Yankees don't win the World Series because of a lack of pitch or something, we've talked about this Trev when I was driving the other day. The difference of having Luis Castillo as your number two or number one, right. on the, does that make them Hey, listen, does that make a foregone conclusion that they're champions? Absolutely not. You still got to play ball. Yeah, but but, wait, but the, holding-
2: other, the other thing with this Met team, and I do wonder if this was a team, let's say, so I they think won that 100 this. 101 games. They won 101 Chers, games, but Chers let me. They gave up but, four
1: home runs in game one. That's right. why they brought him in. He died out the last month of the, the season. Right.
2: But the other thing with this Met team, too, is I do wonder if this was a team that overextended overachieved in the regular season to an extent yes they had a good pitching staff yes they had a good lineup but this was a team that went from 77 wins a year ago to 101 and that really was a big jump and they look they added a lot in the offseason but they also won a lot of games without DeBrom for half no, the season and Scherzer for half the season. No, then you feel. Hold
1: on, trip. hold on. Them and the Yankees overachieved the first half of the season. Hold on, they were the two best teams in baseball, right? But what happened? The Mets and Yankees both fell into the slump in August. And if it wasn't mm-hmm. for Aaron Judge, the Yankees, who knows where they would have been. The yeah. Mets, the Mets did not have an Aaron Judge on their team. But let me ask Nolan. You know, hold on, their only their their big bat. Oh my God! Now I'm drawing a blank. The polar bear, because that's the only thing Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo. He was the only one that hit for this team.
2: And only Lindor. One.
1: No one on this team really had. Vogelback had the first good month, and then he disappeared. We really outside of –
2: you're right. Outside of really McNeil and, and, McNeil, and uh, McNeil, uh, McNeil, Lindor, and Alonzo, that that was the problem with the Mets coming in this, se- this series. There wasn't
1: enough consistency throughout the lineup. And and here's the other thing, Trevor. We talked about – I'll, I'll reiterate it like we did with Garrett Cole. You paid three years for $43 million for Max Scherzer to be dominant. Problem is, the guy is older, he's given his blood, sweat, and tears the last, like, 10 years, it feels like, from the Nationals to whoever else he's pitched, right? The guy faded. Game one, you have Scherzer, he gets smoked. He got smoked. Yeah, he, he got smoked. no they different should, than Garrett Cole. Started. No different than Garrett Cole last year. Then they you bring DeGrom. in DeGrom. DeGrom was that great. And here's the other thing. Bassett, who was dominant for most of the season, failed against Atlanta, and then failed in game three against the Padres. Their three big horses did not pitch well.
2: No, you know, no, let me, let me, ask, you.
1: Let you me know, ask you this quickly. No, Lester and Carrasco that they ended the, and Diaz, they would have had enough, they didn't have enough. And here's the thing it speaks about the Mets' volume in the bullpen. They need to work on the bullpen. They brought Diaz in the seventh in the other night because he had no confidence. And then they got, and I forgot who they brought in the eighth or ninth. He walked the bases loaded. I don't and it's almost, almost screwed. The no, whole thing let me up ask you health. this you said
0: yeah. something that the Mets overexceeded expectations. Did you think coming into the year this is a playoff team, though?
2: I thought it was a playoff team, but
0: look. So did they is, really? I mean, I know that. I they had won in the hold on, the hold on, Ted. Hold on, Ted. Did you really think they were like they were a 100 win team? So, you said they were I a didn't playoff think that team, at the beginning of the season,
2: win. I did not think they were a 100 win team. I think that this was a team, realistically, it's probably more of a 90 to 90, between 90 and 95 wins. I know that sounds weird, but yeah, don't forget Scherzer was on the IL for a couple stints this year. They didn't get the DeGrom back, the too. And that was the other thing with this match team that really pissed me off the deadline tune is they used DeGrom coming back as the well we're getting better because we're adding Jacob DeGrom and look that's a great addition but we've also seen we're not sure what his health was and there yeah. were times down the stretch I mean people forget like I know he pitched well in the last game of the season but the last three starts DeGrom had over a six ERA and that's against teams like Oakland he gave up I remember the Oakland shame. game. Oakland, yeah, the Pittsburgh. Oakland game was they such a weird game. Yeah, it was Oakland and Pittsburgh. So, like as much as Degrom, as great as he's been, it it was frustrating to watch. And look, the Mets, I think, learned a valuable lesson. They invested a lot in their pitching, and you still need good pitching. But the way baseball is now, you need a deep lineup because deep lineups, like the Phillies like the like the Padres like the Dodgers like the Astros and that's one of the reasons I worry a little about the Yankees I think Yankees have a lot of talent in their lineup but do they have enough to stretch out a pitcher do they have enough will six through nine produce for them in big spots and right now I'm not sure and that was the problem with the Mets you look they put a lot of pressure on Lindor a lot of pressure on Alonzo to produce and look they weren't great in the series but they did each home run they at least hit over 300 in the series so they weren't bad but the biggest problem though is i think this offense lacks pop and look it's going to be an interesting offseason with all the free agents they have i'm curious but i i will say this for Met fans look the way the season ended was absolutely brutal and it is a gut punch and look i don't still consider it collapse i know everyone's saying collapse look the Braves played 714 baseball since June first i mean that which is insane i won 78 but, games right but I feel confident with this team going forward because you have an owner that, yes, on the surface, everyone talks about the money Cohen invests in free agency. But what people don't talk about is the amount of money that they have invested in player development and scouting. You've heard it around baseball this year. I think it was the Mets minor league manager got the minor league up. Uh, assistant of the year for the development. Bray, Beatty and Alvarez both exploded this year, and they credit a lot to the coaching staff that they brought in. The Mets had the best draft in Major League Baseball this last year, according to a lot of experts. They added a lot of talent in the draft. So, yes, the Mets have spent a lot of money, but I do think that this organization and the culture of this organization has changed dramatically. The next step, is though, is to win in October. Look, they got to October, which is something – that is frustrating. And look, in the past, this would have you been a shooting under, star.
0: You Can't underestimate that statement. You made it in October. I know it's a 101 win right. team, but they but have to take York that next that's step.
1: Not good enough. I like it. Not when, I, I, I'm not, not 101 games. Ten, ten, not when ten. you bring I'm, in Scherzer, ten. Marte, Bass. I'm not saying it's. Not. I know I'm that. Not I know what you're saying. That's but it thing. isn't good enough. It's a failed season as a of New York course. Mets fan. No, it's
2: if a failed have- season. I agree with yeah. that. But I'm still saying I'm looking at the long-term picture of this team, yes. which is, again, <laughs> it's frustrating. And, I and look, at the time, I have to be honest. Look, I think the Mets have some good young players coming up. I'm curious to see how they'll invest the money in the offseason, which players they bring in, which players they go back. And, look, part of this thing with this team was they were an older team. They invested in Scherzer, DeGrom's older they were the oldest roster this postseason. And to be honest with you guys, they look tired at this point in the season. I'm wondering if they realize that they need to go out there and get younger players and keep development. But they still have a solid core going forward. I still think it's going to be incredibly tough with this Braves team that's always going to be really good in this division. They signed their whole team
1: but, for the next six years. Right. So they're all on- and,
0: don't, and don't discredit the Phillies right now because the Phillies have right. got something going go on figures too.
1: figures that, huh? Let's yeah. talk
0: about well, – you, you just brought up a term. Culture changing, yeah. Well, we're gonna get over to the gridiron right now because I feel like both of us. We let's get back to the happy days of football because I know it was it was a rough 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 time for those Mets fans on Sunday. But I mean, it was a good night.
2: It was a good night for the bars in Queens, though. I'll tell you that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I bet. But they're culture changing. We talk about two franchises right now. Like I said, we are keys to the studio streaming on Spotify, YouTube currently as well, and on all social media platforms, Twitch as well. You think about these two teams. These two teams coming into the season had tied for the worst records in all of football for the past five seasons. What was their identity going to be? What was the culture going to be? Well, you look at the first five weeks, look, I know this is a long season. We're not saying this. these two teams. We're going to be talking about the New York Giants and the New York Jets. And I'm not saying that these two teams are going to the Super Bowl and going to be playing each other. So everybody that wants to go nuts and say, oh, my God, they're gonna, they're, they think they're going to the Super Bowl, never said that. The biggest thing with this New York football giant and a huge, a huge monumental franchise altering type win on Sunday. I know the Green Bay Packers are not the same Green Bay Packers they have been, but when you beat a team like that in the past couple of years, that has been top dog, top representative in the AFC, NFC and with nobody giving you a chance in hell and the way that they fought and with the injuries that they have battled Ted, you look at this first month. I'm going right into you because we are Giant fans. You look at this first month. There are a lot of contributors to why the Giants are 4-1. and one. It could be the defense. It could be the offensive line. It could be the running attack. Or, most importantly, it could be the coaching staff. To you, what is the biggest supporter to the New York Giants' early season success and right now 4-1 and one New York football Giants?
1: I'll, re- I'll phrase it like this. We always say, why, why are some kids good or why are some issues or thing. It starts at home. It starts the development at home and the discipline at home with the parents. And then it's a reflection on the kids. You can't tell the coaches or, or teachers to control your kids. No, it starts at home. You're the parents. It's, it's It starts with the coaching staff of this New York Giant team. There is a belief. Martindale, Dable, Shane, the organization, Kafka, the offensive coordinator. Yep. It all starts – with the two point conversion against the Titans in week one, we're like, what are we doing? But there's a belief. It was kind of a bad call, but Saquon being the best player on the field made a bad play into a great play. And the giants wind up winning that game. That's that's, those are the different little things in the football season. Make there's a confidence. There's a belief. Everything you listen, I was reading a great article on the ESPN last night about Brian D'Abel. And it was something with regards to, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what where you got drafted, how much money you can make, the people that participate, people, the people that play hard and practice hard will play. Do you know during this week they went did seven on sevens, which is unusual. They usually do that during preseason, not during regular season. There was guys. Hey, listen, Tripp, you're start. You're not cut. Go over there, practice player. Let's go. I love it. I was just reading. I was it Marcus Johnson. He had the most wide receiver snaps for the. He was a practice squad. He played in the game. Look how look at the Sorry. look what he did for them. Here's Tony. You don't want to be here? You don't want to play? Don't care. Kenny Galladay. Don't care. Like, that is what the Giants are representing. I don't care who you are. Now, is that a good enough team to get to the playoffs and Super Bowl? I don't know. But we're winning football games because guys are fighting for their position. Guys are respecting their job. It's not like, well, listen, I make the most money. I get the spot. I do what I – no, bro. No. Sorry. This is a whole new mantra. This is a whole new belief. The whole – Aura of the New York Giants football is a different belief. There is a belief. There's no stars on this team. Zayquan Barkley, and the closest guy, is a closest star. I'd say Not Andrew yet. Thomas. Andrew Thomas is getting it. I get it. Trev, you, you don't know. give Andrew
0: Thomas no love. No, I think
1: Jeff, you're a bad I, I told you last night, he was great as the highest offensive player in the league. But star yet, he got to make Pro Bowls. That's He's got to be consistent. He's getting get him new. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> the only thing he ever knew. Okay? <laughs> this team... The offensive line is better. The guy uh, Gainwell or uh, whatever, Gary Brightwell. Gary Brightwell. He was like a six-round draft pick. Came in, power football, run the ball. Matt Breedham. Everyone is participating. Take Crowder. I think he was Mr. Irrelevant, two hundred fifty-fifth pick, linebacker. Jalen Smith, who came out of nowhere, had the worst injury in college football. Get gets drafted by the Cowboys. Has a great couple years. Then he gets caught. Doesn't even have a team. How about guys? I mean, Justin Lane. Looks like he's shirt up the the middle linebacker spot. There's no Leonard Williams. There was no Alicia Nick Williams
0: comes in and and contributes. Justin Lane.
1: Think about the – hold on. Think of –
0: Yeah, go on. You're right. No, no, go with I mean – You're right. You're right. There is a belief. We're
1: just rolling because that's how this team is. There is a – Daniel Jones is not good. I mean, not great. But the man's bleeding. He's like rocky. He's fighting. That was the best game I've ever seen Daniel Jones had Listen, he played hard. He, but he didn't turn the ball over. He was efficient, multiple third down conversions. The defense is playing hard. They're playing physical. Jeff, you said every morning, morning, you send me, uh, what's it, Brian Bollinger or whatever for the NFL. Bollinger. Yeah. Bollinger. I love his film. Show, breakdowns. It? The week before you showed me the offensive line, when the guys moving blocks, getting guys open. Power running the football, old school football, not just giant football. That's what the game is about, Pop, running the football. Then Winning on the, defense, the every time, bang, bang, bang. Here's another biggest difference: a belief. When the when the Giants gave up the field goal at the end of the half to make it twenty to ten, Green Bay with the lead. I'm like, damn, that we had such momentum. We go down, we score. Mm-hmm. We just can't, we're not good enough. We're not getting it. then to be able to shut out Aaron Rodgers in the second half. Martin Dale changing his philosophy on defense. We're going to play press man because his difference of throw average went from 4.2 yards in the first half to 12.1 in the second half. What that meant is. He was saying, Aaron Rodgers, you're going to have to beat me deep. No more of these underneath throws. They knew they didn't have the receivers to beat that defense. The Giants have, what, I believe, the number one or number two pass defense in all football. Number two currently right And now. it speaks the volume on coaching because it's not like you have Darrell Reeves and Deion and this guy and that guy. And we got T.J. Watt and this guy coming off the side. We don't have those guys. But we're doing it as a team. Teams win football games. It, I mean, listen. I, I'm, not, look, we're
0: sit, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to sit here and say, this, is this a Super Bowl team? No, I'm not Dude, saying that. And one. Not, but but four they're one. four, but they're four and, exactly they're four and one. The New York Giants, this is not the same old New York Giants. And we're gonna talk about the New York Jets too in a few minutes because these two New York teams, they're not the same old New they're, York Jets, New are York, York Giants right
1: now. The season ended now. The Jets are in the playoffs, and so are the New York Giants. They're and both that's in the playoffs. and you
0: think about this game. Just and then we'll get into Nolan quick about what his takeaways quickly on this. You think about the game playing Aaron Rodgers, all time great, down 17 to 3. Daniel Jones, I mean, I know. look, this is a game that, other than his rookie game in Tampa, this is the best game I've ever seen Daniel Jones play. Didn't have any touchdowns, but his decision-making, third-down conversions. When Barkley went down, Ted... Giants went on a 15-play, 91-yard drive, capped off, eight-minute drive, capped off with Gary the Daniel Jones uh,
1: had, like, three third-down conversions But with his legs. And
0: this is another thing, too.
2: What is uh, Barkley's status for next week? Is he going to uh, play gonna next play. week? He'll
0: play. Okay. He'll play. I, I don't I, see him missing. Uh, this is okay. who they played without. Like, I know everybody's like, oh, the Giants are not a good team. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you the names, and I'll just give you – they didn't play without Leonard Williams. Adoree Jackson got hurt in this game, their number one corner. golly didn't play. Tony didn't play. Robinson didn't play. Saquon got out for a little while. And then their number two is easy a loser, right? Yeah, who's who's
2: catching passes at I points. just want to like, hear, I like, get... if anybody
0: else, or all the great teams, like, I want to hear, like, Eagles, say, oh, well, the Eagles are better. We, I get it. But what happens if uh, Jalen Hurts is playing with the uh, JV team? Are they still winning games? I don't know about that. This is a team that's finding ways to win. And Brian Dable, without question, is the coach of the year it, easily. And this is a right. team for the first time since, well, best start since 2009, guys, 5-0. and So, Jeff, let me get into you, Nolan biggest support what's the biggest supporter to you i know you're a jet fan but you watch football like i said. It, it's important to it
2: it's brian dable and this coaching staff i mean they've been mm-hmm. unbelievable because i keep saying like look i'm not trying to be negative about the giants but if you were to look at the rosters even no, it's, I, the season, before the injuries i think they're a bottom five six roster and it's not their fault they're in cap hell and they're they have a young team 100% it's,
1: agree with that it's though. a team 100% that agree.
2: But look, they've gotten the absolute most. And, like, look, Dable has been unbelievable. Like, let me put it this way if you put any other rookie coach out there with this team or they win, like, even like a great example, Matt Rule got fired in Carolina. And a lot of the excuses I kept hearing yesterday was, well, he didn't have the quarterback. He didn't have the quarterback. And look, that's a huge problem. How, how, how about Ron Rivera
0: coming out in Rivera?
2: But, but look, I personally don't think Daniel Jones is the long-term answer with the Giants, but could Daniel Jones – look, is this Giant team the way the season has gone and the way it's gone for New York 4, but they're not going to be in the top 10, so you're going to have to trade a lot to try to get a young quarterback. Are they better off trying to just go with giving Daniel Jones a one-year kind of prove-it contract and continue to build around Jones and try to win next year? And if it's not, at least the roster's taking another step to go get a quarterback. But, look, I think it comes down to Dable and Saquon. If you had to ask me right now, and, look, I know it will never happen because MVP is a quarterback position, but 3-5,
0: Saquon's
2: been the MVP of this league. Because, look, wow. I don't think Dale Jones wow. is a great quarterback, but wow. he's, Saquon's <laughs> carried this team. Well, let's be honest. If it wasn't for Saquon, where would this team be? Because They're already, the lack of, off, yeah, 25th the
1: 25th offense in football, but the league right. – league in Russia but Saquon's been the product I was just you know the magic guy Daniel Jones is not this special like you said no when you start started the who, are well, they who, are the, who, who are the receivers who are the
2: who are the top three receivers for the Giants that suited up on Sunday David Marcus Sills, Sills. Play the most Sills.
1: 45 David Sills and uh, Dick had his best game of the year uh, for the past two years
2: was Tony ever going to suit up for this team? Because every week it's like, well, this hamstring hurts, and the next week it's the other hamstring that hurts. Listen, I don't, ever,
1: listen I don't care if he ever suits up. Their, look, one their one weapons,
0: run. I'll tell you quickly their weapons this week. They had Slayton, Daniel Bellinger, Marcus Johnson, Davis Sills, Richie James, and Gary Brightwell. At one point. That was the offense at one point for a drive.
2: Would I just Denzel want Mims everybody to Denzel Mims be the number two that. on the Giants
0: right now.
1: That huh? <laughs> yeah. Denzel Mims be the number two on the you Giants. You better calm down. I'm gonna. Oh, you're killing me. Listen, we're going after DJ Moore for Carolina.
0: I would love DJ hey, Moore. I would love a DJ Moore it's a. fire sale right now. I'll
1: trade a third or a fourth round for of that man, Denzel Mims. Ma- I'm
0: giving it. him a bag of peanuts.
2: Not Robbie, right? not Robbie Anderson. You no, know, what, uh, oh. doesn't know who Sir Purr is. What was that? What's that? John Bear doing? Bear.
1: That's that's our Panther. Here's the other thing, Trev. They're running the ball so well. They're second in the league in play-action passes at 39%. So they can't do that many play-action passes if you couldn't run the ball. So the efficiency Mm. of running the football, right, Yeah, is making the passing game that much play-action, bro. Sets up everything else, and it makes Daniel Jones a better quarterback. Like, I don't know how to phrase this in an intellectual way, but calling certain plays – and putting guys in the right position can make a guy look a lot better, all right? Mm-hmm. Putting the guy in the right formation plays, putting the guys in the right position to succeed, all right? Some guys, it doesn't matter where you put them, all right? They're just going to succeed because they're just studs. But we don't have many studs. We got a lot of <laughs> – Trev, I would say a lot of guys like you, me, and Nolan, just regular guys, hard nosed guys that just give it all we got. I think they got – that's I think it. it. I like, think that's we like, we got to give
0: them more credit. We're, than, we're, listen, give them more credit.
1: The Giants, come on, bro. There's no studs out there. You weren't talking about? Down- could
2: be a stud, though. Cavin, I, Kayvon, mean, he's I think, it's going on. to be a stud.
0: No, Andrew know, Thomas but he, is a stud. Listen, Saquon's a stud.
1: You, here's the McKinney. problem. Listen, hold on. You here's the problem. You just said could, All right?
0: Liminal's going. No, I, going to be a stud.
1: I know that, but until they are, they're still a project. Andrew Thomas, stud. Got you there. Saquon, stud. Xavier McKinney's getting there, but you. There's a difference, bro. Like I when get I look it. at the Dallas Cowboys. Look at their I, defense. Uh, I listen, I'm listen. not. To, I know we're talking the state of New York, but the way I refer to it, if you look at the Cowboys, you're like stunned, stunned, good. That, that's but you have to
2: feel good as a Giant fan because look, if they're getting this out of this group, what's it going to be next year when you have another draft with the GM that look you yes. trust? GM. you thing, trust your, your GM.
1: Most cap in in all football next year and. Right. And, so,
2: and, but the big thing too, is I also don't think you're going to have a GM that just because you have that cap space, isn't good to spend it like a drunken sailor. Look, I get yeah. it and to compare it to the jets. Like with Joe Douglas, I know a lot of Jeff fans sometimes hate it, but he's frugal with their money. He's, he's made signings where it doesn't, isn't a bad contract. And I just don't see the giants having bad contracts, but could they get some more glue guys improve the interior, of the offensive line through free agency, I don't know if they'll go the free first I'd go the draft for the wide receiver because of the way the salaries are. Now I think it's a better investment going through the draft, but like, could they get another corner another pass rusher on this defense? Like, look, there's still a lot of work to be done, but also yes. this is huge for the team because of the optics, because if you, like, let's say hypothetically two things this off season for the Giants, you're a free agent and you're looking at teams. You look at the Giants and you go, Wow, they did that with those limitations with that roster, but they have a great coach in place, they're a well-respected organization. Like it makes it a more popular place and a more now, attractive I was just place about to say it's more for appealing. free agents. Yes, but, it's more appealing. But let's also put it this way: we've talked about this in nauseum too. Like, if let's say a veteran quarterback doesn't love where they're playing, all of a sudden the Giants look potentially like if they could add a couple weapons, could be a potential place where someone wants to come play quarterback. If Daniel Jones is the long-term answer, I know that's way down the road. But look, for the Giants, like it's all about the future. But this is a fun rebuild. Like This is what you want your rebuild to look like. You want this team to show progress. And look, it's not just about the moral victories. You're actually getting victories, which is the most important thing. And look, this division is going to be tough. The Eagles and the Cowboys, I think, are going to be tough. But Dude, in the NFC, so- I, I think the Giants have put themselves in a position now where over the last 12 games, like technically they can go two games under five hundred and still finish with a winning record. They've given themselves a padding in case they hit a wall, in case they hit a little bit of a skid with these young kids, where, look, if they lose a game or two in a row, it's not the end of the world. They've at least given themselves some padding in order to get a winning season that year. And I, I can't express how huge that could be, especially as this number- team gets healthier, and more reps with these young
0: guys going forward. As Chris Berman once said back in the day when he was doing the NFL draft, the Jets just won the Super Bowl. (laughs) Yes, the New York Jets after a huge divisional win and a a win that can change a franchise because, look, this this team has had awful, awful history against the AFC East in recent memory, I would say.
2: Yeah, 12 straight losses coming into this matchup.
0: Not anymore. You can you can drop that out of the question. They are now officially on the winning side of the AFC East column board mm-hmm. against in a divisional win. But, yes, we just talked about the Giants' culture changing, and the Giants look like they're going in the right direction because of coaching. When you look at this Jet team right now, there's still questions maybe surrounding Robert Sala as the guy going moving forward. But I tell you what. This New York Jet draft class, especially three of their first four picks, boy, oh, boy, have contributed and impacted like no other. Sauce Gardner looks like the real freaking deal. I mean, sauce is sauce. He's just he's just cooking you. Garrett Wilson, I mean, he's from Ohio State. He's a stud. I'm not going to knock yeah. him. And then Brees Hall, you got something special with the, with Michael Carter, too, on that offense. Yeah, don't this forget Jermaine a, Johnson, a, who's been a stud. But he's against going an injury now. Yeah, but injured. he'll be back
2: this week. He okay. it, it was a minor ankle injury. They took him out. He's, but he still, as a rookie, got one and a half sacks, a couple pressures, and he's only playing 40% of the snaps, so he's making an impact. But, uh, again, those guys are you the You see big what headline. this team is
0: doing. A huge win mm-hmm. over the Dolphins. I know they're down to the third-string quarterback, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, going down with the concussion, and then Skylar Thompson from Kansas State coming in. But you look how they did. I mean, Michael Carter, this mm-hmm. running attack, Zach Wilson making smart decisions. The offensive line giving him time. You got the weapons. This is a more talented team than the New York Giants offensively. I don't think we could all – I mean, the Giants, I love what they're doing. I am so ecstatic to know that the Giants' future looks like we got something really special with Joe Shane and Brian Dayball at the helm. But I'm going to get into you, Nolan. Mm -hmm. Are the Jets for real, or is it too soon and pump the brakes on the Jets because they are playing now. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers coming off a – well, let's be honest – a pretty uh, shocking defeat against the New York Giants. Well, you get the New York Jets now, another New York team that's scrappy fighting, and they And they, let's just say these are not two push-ups anymore. You're going to get 60 minutes from these two teams. So are the Jets for real, or is it too soon?
2: I still think that it's a little early. They still have a long way to go in this rebuild, but look, it is clear that this is the most talent that they've had. Like the thing with the last couple of years of frustration has been. It's been a bad roster, but now you're seeing that they have legitimate players. And look, even even coming into this season, if you were to tell me the team would be three and two after the first five weeks, I would buy it. And yeah. let's be honest, I said they needed three wins to get to the week nine by because they're of their schedules really easy. But now all of a sudden, you look at Denver, the mess they're in, that they have to go on the road after Green Bay. All of a sudden, you're thinking, Jets have a shot. You look at this week against Green Bay, Jets have a shot because let's be honest, it's the- not a guarantee yeah but it's not a guaranteed win and but mm-hmm. look it, the jets i think are going to be a trouble for their pass rush is starting to come along and let's be honest they they have last week Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed held Waddle and Hill under 100 yards receiving combined and look i don't care who the quarterback is if you hold those two guys under 100 yards like you were talking about rookie receivers that are frustrating Aaron Rodgers with the routes and where they are and gang separation how are they going to do that against D.J. Reed, Michael Carr II, and Sauce Gardner, especially after the receivers that they played in Pittsburgh, in Cincinnati, and in Miami? Yeah. But look, Zach Wilson, with the offensive line stabilized over the last five cores, is completing over 70% of his passes. And this is what the offense, in my opinion, should look like. Yeah, I know Jet fans want to see Zach Wilson throwing for 300 yards a game and three touchdowns. But look. They're from the San Francisco school. This is what I want to see an offense that is running the ball a lot, establishing the run, but also utilizing the run game in fun ways with lots of motion, getting receivers involved, dispersing the ball over the place. And look, the jets have legitimate playmakers now. And I still go back to, and there was a big topic on my show last week. And I talked at extent with the Jay do's about this, which was, and we had a little bit of a disagreement about this, but if you were to rewind the clock and the Jets had that option to trade for Tyreek Hill and Tyreek chose the Jets, well, the Jets wouldn't have Jermaine Johnson. The Jets wouldn't have Brees Hall right now because of those draft picks that they would have had to surrender. And look, better, I still think better Tyreek...
1: Better for not doing so. I Correct.
2: And, and, and you got
0: to pay on the big bucks.
2: Right. And look, Brees Hall has been amazing. And look, I, you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but... Do the Jets have the offensive potentially and defensive rookies on the year? I mean, you have Brees Hall. Look, Garrett Wilson's been quiet a little bit, but he's still an elite receiver, and you can tell teams are shading the coverage to him, which opens it up for Elijah Moore and Corey Davis. But would you be shocked if I was to say Brees Hall is the offensive rookie of the year and Sauce Gardner is the defensive rookie of the year? Look, I think well, Sauce other than a, has other been unbelievable. Maybe,
1: other, other than maybe Chris,
0: Ola- Chris Olave would be the other uh, – probably. The yeah, early early. Chris Olave has um, been really good too.
1: And uh, Devin Lloyd for uh, the Jaguars. I think Sauce – I mean, Sauce yeah. has
0: literally been the definition of a lockdown
1: corner. But of course, everybody it. he's played this year so far. This, this Jets team is – Wholeheartedly, a different team. You could see it. There's they are both the, New York teams. Here, here's, here's here's the thing. You know how I mentioned earlier with the Giants going for the two point conversion, right? And they got it on a bad play. Now listen, they should have never won the game. They had like a 98 percent chance of losing. But the way that Browns game went down, it has kind of I don't know propelled. It them. gives them belief so, that they, they, can, can, they can they win can win any start. type of way. The, the Jets ahead, right
2: bro. now in the fourth quarter have outscored teams. I believe it was 75 30, to 25. 38-point
1: so differential, which is fourth and yeah, second. They've, awesome. four, four, they've been good in the fourth,
2: four, quarter. fourth quarter. And this is the scary thing. Like, this is a team that's only going to get better. This is, these are second- and first-year players. I think Zach Wilson's going to get better. Elijah Tucker And look, the offensive line's still a bit of a mess. But in two or three weeks, when George Fant comes back and Max Mitchell, their promising fourth-round rookie, comes back, they move AVT back inside where he's been a stud. And look, he's been – the team MVP moving around multiple weeks. But you saw it last week, Dwayne Brown, huge impact at left tackle. It made Lakin Thompson at well, his best great. game. And player. look, Dwayne Brown's a solid left tackle. Is he at this point in his career, is he still a pro bowler? No, but is he still a solid, serviceable yes. left tackle? Absolutely. Listen, he can get
1: you through the season with Beckett. Right. And this he, the Jets he will. It's changing the game. Listen, you were saying it. 58 points in the fourth quarter, it's the most in the NFL by far. Their point differential mm-hmm. in the four is 38 points was the second there. They are tied for first in the NFL with five fourth-quarter takeaways, second in total yards, and 126 yards per game in the fourth quarter. And, again, another week where Josh or Zach Wilson did not turn the ball over. Mistake-free football. That's something that with that gun mentality that everyone wants to kind of – he's like Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre. Everyone, he ha- he's played – He's played solid mm, football. So and there's so a belief they outscored Miami 21 to nothing in the fourth quarter. They're playing their best ball. And like you said, there's. But is look a at believe- San
2: Francisco. Like, I think it. Look, I know Jimmy Garoppolo's never going to lie the score seat, but if you can just be an efficient quarterback in that system, you can win a lot of games. I think but the here's Jets the thing, are primed like you to said, do that.
1: You got three good receivers, bro. Like, mm. and you, I know, you make the joke about Denzel Mims, but like. He's your fourth, like the Giants No, he's, he's
2: their six right now. He's behind Jeff Smith and he's behind right. Braxton Berrios. Well, yeah, so. and I,
1: and I'm not paying attention to that. But what I'm saying is, like, he'd be the Giants one or two, like where right where we are. You got Brees Hall. He's going to be a legit running. Michael back. Carter
0: is a great number two yeah. complementary. Michael right, like Carter, and,
1: and listen, the whole key with this team is Zach Wilson, right, bro? Like this mm-hmm. is why you draft number two. He has all the attributes and abilities to be a legit Pro Bowl quarterback. All right, we as a Jeff fan, you just want to see. It all come together. As long right. as you doesn't fling the ball and make bad plays, you got everything starting. You got a pretty solid defense, right? It's starting to come again. Quentin Williams, DJ Reed. You got a guard. I mean, you got players on if you were talking comparing the Giants and Jets, and I go back to our high school coach. If this was like a kickball team,
2: right? It's coaching. Take like, like players like, uh, on
1: the Jets. Then you would take on the Giants. Like, but it's not even that, on. too.
2: But it, it comes down to game planning now, because now all of a sudden, if you are game planning against the Jets, you have players you have to keep note of. You have to look where Sauce Gardner's lining up. You have to see where DJ Reed's lining up. You have to yep. see where Quinton Williams is lining up over the center on the offense. Where's Brees Hall, especially when they have bo- and they've been doing this a lot the last two weeks. Both backs in the, back Both backs in the backfield. Who's getting the football? Where? Where? Now. Garrett Wilson has trailed off a little bit, but that's also really been because they've been bracketing him. They're not letting it open, but that's allowed Corey Davis and Elijah Moore. Like there's awesome, so to have many solid options, options after that. Yeah, right. There's so many options on this team. And it's funny because like, if I was to say, like, I'm looking around the league all of a sudden you make the case that the jets have legitimate top weapons, not maybe top 10 in the league, but top half of the league. Like, Do you think Aaron Rodgers would kill for the weapons that the Jets have right now over what he has? Like, Look, Aaron Jones is great as a running back, but from wide receivers, tight ends, and the running back depth, I think Aaron Rodgers would sign up for that. I think there's I a, think lot a lot of teams right sign now. Up for the, the Jets. Right, what the Jets, the Jets have on the down. table.
0: I think we all can agree that both the Giants and Jets, it ain't a gimme victory anymore. We're I not think th- I think these two listen unlike right
1: the stock market, we're trending up and these the two te- that, yeah, the these more- two
0: teams, well, guys.
1: Teams,
2: all you, well, you need to know what would we be doing last year at this time? We'd all be I'm on Tankathon looking at where they were in terms yeah, of the number and, one and, you know this, and when we're you start not yeah. there anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When you start winning games early and you're not one in four, one in five, like you know this, like the NFL guys, they start fading out, bro. Like guys start making their
0: interest and they start to lose. Oh, guys the start answers, making yeah.
1: business decisions, start hey, I got that ankle injury, I'm not gonna play this week. There's a belief in both organizations that hey, listen, we can play with anyone. And there's yeah. and we both know that they're not super Bowl. bar, but for as a fan standpoint, to be able to watch games at the end of October and November and be like, damn, we still got a chance to make And actually up. get excited. And right, right now we're both in the playoffs. Like we're not 0-4, we're not one and four. And even if we were two and two, both of us, we're at least visually playing better, playing yeah, right. spirited. There, the a, we're thing. not taking knees on third and four from our own five yard line. The Jets next, team, get it right. And as Jets fans, there's actually people in the stands with not brown bags over their heads. The only thing that I'm uh, the only thing that is 0-5 is my fantasy football team. Mm.
0: That's it. You lost again. Dude, I, don't even get me started. Did you start? Jared Goff chance. was your no. starting quarterback. No, my starting quarterback was um Derek Carr. I had a chance. And That's I had not Travis bad. K- I had I had four guys Wait, going. How the you lost listen, to listen. Travis
2: Kelsey? How?
0: You, to, listen, listen, listen.
2: Did you fall asleep again and leave like benched giant players in oh, your no, lineup no, on Monday? I don't Monday, have I don't Sunday have any.
0: Gi- I don't have any giant players actually. Here's my thing. I have the number one kicker. I have Carlson. I have the number one tight end in Trey Kelsey, and then I have Justin Jefferson as well. I lost. I had my best week last. I scored 140 points. I lost by five points. I don't want to talk about it. I'm done with it. But guess what? The New York Giants, the New York Yankees, the New York Rangers tonight, and even the New York Jets for good old Nolan because we're not going to mention the New York Mets. It's a good time to be a New York fan. We will be back later in the week. A huge, huge week in college football and the NFL. The Chiefs, the Bills, the Eagles, the Cowboys. The Giants, the Ravens, the New York Jets, and the Green Bay Packers. Some of the big matchups this weekend. We'll be be diving all into that as well as New York Yankee baseball continues for Game 1 tonight. We will check it out. Keys to the City. We'll see you next episode. We're
1: out. You are now in tune to the Keys
0: to the City podcast.